2: The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate.
3: We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts Andrew Rotondi and
2: Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show Mailbag Edition. This is episode number five hundred and twelve. We uh, we're doing a separate mailbag edition because this this week there's a ton of good questions, and at a certain point, you and I just can't keep talking and talking and talking. We we got to we got to mix it up. Got mix it up. up? Got to mix it up.
3: Yeah, uh, got kids to feed. You know, like literally, <laughs> Kemp is uh, was, was hungry. We had to stop. So, uh, chilling, man. Drinking a beer, ready to uh, ready to talk some mailbags. We got some interesting things happening. I'm getting more and more excited for this season, and uh, unfortunately, now we might be delayed a, a month.
2: <laughs> so let's uh, let's kick it off with Hall of Fame talk, our favorite, because you know nothing ever goes wrong when when comes time to vote on the Hall of Fame. This mailbag is from Adam J. Oh boy, Fusella Corbin. Uh, this is in our Facebook group. He said, "It's is it a mutual agreement that the 16 writers who turned in an empty Hall of Fame ballot this year should be removed from the Hall of Fame voting committee? Or is that too much? Would love to hear everyone's opinion, especially Scott and Andrew. So he, this was when after, uh, I believe it was last, last Monday or something. By the, the way, Hall- this is
3: Adam uh, from uh, Nashville who met Sonny Gray and got the picture with Sonny. Gray. It's a
2: beautiful picture. And I love that he posts it every like four or five months.
3: Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I look, I acknowledge the, uh, <laughs> that it's pretty hilarious to be honest. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good picture.
2: I'm just so that bad I want, with pronouncing that I want last names. Um, I see his name all the time pop up in the group and I just never think to read the whole thing and pronounce the name out in my head. And then it comes time to do it on the show. And I'm like, oh boy, how do I say this? Yeah, I'm so,
3: going to let you die on those islands every single I, time.
2: I know you are. I, it used to be worse. Go back to listen yeah, to like the first 50 episodes. Not,
3: it hasn't gotten much better. If I don't know. You're giving yourself a little too much credit, I think.
2: The reading out loud was a problem.
3: <laughs> the reading episode. out loud was a problem. You get The Hooked on Phonics definitely helped matters. <laughs>
2: So no new electees for the 2021 Hall of Fame is the first time since 1960 and just the seventh time in its history that nobody was elected to the Hall of Fame. The closest was showing 71.1%. Bonds got 618 and Clemens got 61.6%. Why those aren't identical, I don't know. It's like if you're a yes on Barry Bonds, why wouldn't you also be a yes on, on Roger Clemens? It's, you know...
3: They're pretty damn close. I mean, 61.8, 61.6. How does that uh,
2: No, right. So there's there's like one voter who's a yes on Barry Bonds and who's a no on Roger Clemens.
3: Personal vendettas. I mean, (laughs) you have to put those
2: in there. I guess so. You you see Albert
3: Um, Bell anywhere on these lists? No. Personal vendettas matter.
2: And and so Schilling, then, after he didn't get in, next year would be his last year on the ballot. And then he sent a freaking letter on... What was it? On Facebook? I mean, the dude's a a, a, a raving lunatic. He's just constantly posting, like, alt-right memes and, yeah, and he's bad. a bunch of crap. But he missed by 16 votes this year. And he requested to be taken off the ballot for next year. And he just wants <laughs> to be judged on the, on the voters committee. He also said on uh, he's also not of,
3: wrong either on that capacity that's his best option to get in because that's where these guys are probably going to get in
2: so he right but the, he'll he'll go to the veterans committee no matter what whether he is on the belt I know but he's just trying to
3: do it on his own terms now don't you know Kurt Schilling he's got to do it on his on his terms
2: also in a Facebook post he said I don't think I'm a hall of famer I don't f- see myself as a hall of famer but he's mad he didn't get in the hall of fame those two things don't line up for me
3: I, I don't believe that he doesn't think he's a Hall of Famer either. Why is I he mean, saying that then? I have no idea. I when I look at the list and I see Kurt Schilling on this list, we did this before. Like Kurt Schilling to me, yes, he's there. I mean, he was dominant for a long time. Multiple teams, championships. Like the guy was good. He was a very, very, very good pitcher. Like I I I probably all things all things being equal, we get rid of any uh, you know, any conversations about Steroids or anything else, we're just looking at numbers, and like, yes, he was a dominant pitcher for his era.
2: His regular season stats are a little borderline for for Hall of Fame, but then when you add in his amazing postseason record and his, what he did, unfortunately, against the Yankees both times, both times in 2001 and then in 2004, that absolutely puts him over the top. For I the hate
3: Curt Schilling probably as much as, passion. as much as any player in baseball that I've ever hated. I think he's one of the worst and he's a, he's just a dick. I, just, but he's, he, you look at the, what he did on the baseball field and you can't deny what he did. He was dominant. He, in uh, big, huge situations.
2: He's mad at the world because I mean, you know, he's broke. I mean, yeah, I didn't, he didn't, he, uh, he,
3: he bankrupted a video game company in Rhode Island, right?
2: Yes. So, but he, your state he got hates a- him. He got a hundred and fifty million dollar loan from the state of Rhode Island, but he also sank thirty million dollars of his own money into the company, and they went bankrupt in less than two years. So he lost all of his money in this company, and then he lost his job at ESPN because he he's just an basically asshole. he's a troll on Twitter and just yells at people and posts Trump memes. So he got he got fired from his probably million dollar a year job at ESPN. So he 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 lost everything, and is he he's just pissed at the world. Has he sold his rings on eBay yet? He did have an auction. There you go. That's, I don't that's, know if he that's sold the, his rings. That's rock
3: bottom. If you if you if your World Series ring is on eBay,
2: what like, did those get you though? Thirty k, forty k, scratch. They give you some scratch. <laughs> yeah, but like that's just that's just holdover. That's, that's not
3: keep, no. That's just keep going, money. That's just let's keep going, money. Let's just <laughs> next day moving forward. Another another day, please. Another six months, please
2: so Clemens and bonds I don't see ever getting in from the vote um you've got other guys on here what was are, I don't do you have the numbers on what uh bonds was last year
3: and when, I what? believe it
2: was higher can you google that quickly because as we said last episode my my computer will just crap out on me if I try and Google it's something.
3: amazing that you're asking me to do these things knowing how slow I am doing these things but I'm doing
2: yeah it. so I think bonds and Clemens were higher than 61.8 percent last year so they have actually gone down believe it or not I don't know if I'm right on that but uh, baseball reference, I think, tracks this. Every, I just put in year. 2019 because I
3: forgot that 2020 happened.
2: Okay, so 2019 will also tell us, though. Like I know, but they it's just, two years it's, ago. It's,
3: it's ridiculous that like an entire year happened and we all forgot about it.
2: So other notables on this list: so Manny Ramirez is only at 28 percent; he should be higher. Andy Pettit's at 13 percent. I don't know that Andy Pettit is a Hall of Famer, and I think the HGH stuff definitely are going to keep him out, but I'm surprised he's not higher than 13%. Uh Tim Hudson is at five percent. I think I was like question marks on Tim Hudson yeah, when we yeah, yeah. did this first. I said he's no, only at five percent. Yeah. I didn't say yes. I said I have to look at it closer.
3: I feel like by the end of the conversation, you were a yes.
2: Maybe, but he no definitely talked me into a maybe. He's he's got he's got no chance at five percent. No. Um I mean, so many, so many of these guys are—I don't think—are ever going to get in. Just okay, so Kurt Schilling in
3: two—I have nineteen, and I can get to twenty easily. Kurt uh, Schilling, in, not Kurt Schilling, Bonds. I have all of the above. Okay, this is see. I'm good here. Uh, Schilling was at 60.9, sixty point nine six uh, zero point nine. Roger Clemens was at fifty nine point five. Bonds was at fifty nine point one. That's in two thousand nineteen. Okay. And then in 2020, Schilling was at 70, Clemens was at 61, Bonds was at 60. Oh, so they did
2: go up slightly.
3: They're they're in the same. They're the same yeah. guys are voting for
2: them. Yeah, I don't maybe, see them Maybe a in.
3: new guy is voting for them. There's a new they're guy. They're a
2: good amount of votes short. You need 75% to get in.
3: Yeah. No, they're in, they're in trouble. they can uh and it's their 8th year on the ballot.
2: 10 years then you're off they're screwed. the ballot.
3: Yeah. I I really thought Early on, that they were eventually going to get in, but I think what we're seeing now is it's uh, pretty evident that they're not going to get in.
2: Do you think they're just making a point? I and mean, the point's already been made. But do you think in year ten, everyone who wasn't voting for them will then vote for them?
3: Because it's the last year. I mean, no, the point's already been made. I, I don't know what two more years of this. Just because it's the last year, that's that's stupid. But it also wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past the Hall of Fame voters to do something stupid like that.
2: Yes, you and I are not fans of the Hall of Fame voting. And to answer... Uh, I will say if, this. I think that they were in the right this
3: year because my conspiracy theory, which I don't think is a conspiracy theory, I think it's just the absolute God's honest truth, is that they were just trying to give Jeter his moment back. And they didn't want him to have to stand up there with Curt Schilling to accept his Hall of Fame uh, induction. Wouldn't it, be right to have Curt Schilling on that same
2: stage. Is it It's Jeter and Todd Helton? Right? Yes, and they As, lost. Yeah, they they
3: they lost their moment last year. It's going to happen this year, and now nobody's getting in, so they're still having it. But it's going to be Jeter. It's going to be Jeter's moment. They're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna waste that moment. Put Jeter up there with all these other cheating bastards. No way. Not a chance. Jeter's the Yankee that they won't do that to.
2: <laughs> this is this was just all to to have Jeter have his moment. If there even is going to be an induction ceremony, there will be. I would. I would be very surprised but with if they fans didn't,
3: there. It'll be in limited capacity, probably, but yeah. it would. It, uh, that may be hard to do. Um,
2: yeah, because they're always just sitting out on a field.
3: Yeah, but you have to get tickets. I think. I think there might be. That's the only thing is that there may be some kind of a an open area in the back. I'm not sure. Um, but I, I still. I think they're going to do it. I do.
2: Well, I, I don't think they're going to take Schilling's name off. I think the the chairman of the Hall of Fame or something like that said they're not doing that. So, I, I he could get in next year. He's close. He's 4% off. So, Yeah. Um Yeah, it's a shame with Clement. I got to tell he's you that. I got
3: to tell you the fact that they know he's got uh more time and the fact that Jeter is going to be in the at the induction this year. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm like halfway joking, but I'm halfway not
2: joking but they got more he got more votes this year than he did last year it doesn't
3: matter my point is is
2: that it wasn't enough
3: it wasn't enough people to do that and i would not be surprised if that was part of the uh part of the
2: consideration these guys think of some crazy shit and while I think Clemens, Bonds, Schilling should all be in the Hall of Fame, I'm totally fine with not having Hall of Famers in certain years because sometimes they just don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. There you don't should need not to vote someone in yeah. just because it's a year and you just need to have a ceremony.
3: It's like having an All Star. If you don't have an All Star on your team, you shouldn't have to force
2: one in. It's, good. it's a really good analogy. Yeah,
3: they, they should not have if, if you are if you are a horrible team and you have to have be represented uh, by in the All Star game. It's 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 more embarrassing. It's a participation ribbon. It's
2: stupid. Yeah, it's more embarrassing when the Orioles have to send Darren O'Day to the All-Star game because their team is so shitty. Yeah. I don't know if that happened, but I feel like that happened.
3: There was probably a year that that happened. He was probably their best player. I mean, he was good. um, I know, but
2: it's like you're sending a middle reliever.
3: It's a stupid rule. If there's nobody there, like I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get their fans. But do the fans really want to see that guy in the does anybody? Want to see that guy over there? No, they don't. And he's not going to play. We know he's not going to play.
2: What's the point? He's going to play if it goes to fifteen innings. He's
3: going to go out there and tip his cap, and we're going to be done with it. And we're going to say, "Baltimore Orioles." The worst Nobody is when going, this guy's name is
2: when they're going down the the lines and they're they're announcing everybody. It's the worst isn't getting booze. The worst is when the crowd doesn't react to has your name. No they're idea like, who you are. Yeah. Wait, wait, who who is this? Wait, what what does he? Do? If you're
3: getting oh, booed, you matter enough to get booed. Being they booed is not boo a bad nobody, thing. They don't boo nobody's.
2: Scott. They don't boo nobodies. The great Reggie Jackson has said that. It's true. He's spot on. He is spot on. Mike says, Hey guys, first time writing but a long time listener. Diehard Yankees fan in Toronto. I still think we're the best team in the AL East, but with the moves the Blue Jays have made in the last week by getting Springer, Simeon, and Matt, where do you think they'll finish? I think they're probably the second best team in the division since Tampa lost pitching. Toronto has been moving up the ranks. They signed Marcus Simeon for one year, 18 million. Do you realize Simeon's been the seventh most valuable shortstop in baseball since 2016?
3: Dude, Simeon was a guy that I think a lot of people wrote off, including me, uh, when he was just so bad defensively. And he's actually very much improved his defense, yep. which is good for him. He's always been a, an offensive player. He's always been able to produce on the offensive side. That's a really good addition right there. That's That's adding a... A pretty consistent bat now into that a veteran presence you know part of those Oakland teams who have been you know who have been good teams gritty teams it's a good addition the Toronto Blue Jays are making some
2: solid moves yeah and obviously they got Springer that's their big splash this offseason but acquiring Steven Matz I don't know what Steven Matz is at this point yeah but uh they made a trade for him they're doing they're
3: doing some similar things in the rotation where they're throwing a bunch of bodies and see what happens you know Robbie Ray being there um but you know again they have uh, nate pearson who's the, the the kid coming up who's got just unbelievable stuff he could take another step forward and be a dominant he could be a dominant pitcher uh and be a problem this year i could see him being a problem he he's he's good they still have and then I they mean, have
2: ryu R- ryu is is kind of it's like i don't know ryu doesn't scare me when he's on the mound.
3: but his numbers at the end of the day are ones that that puts you i mean he's he's when he was with the Dodgers, he was a a Cy Young candidate. I mean, he's he's had very good numbers.
2: Yeah. So updated, and he gives
3: stability to that team, which is needed, I think, for a young team like that.
2: Updated ALE's projections from fan graphs has the Blue Jays in second place now, and not only in second place in the in the um, American League East, projected to have the second best record in Major League in in the American League.
3: And a week ago, they had the Red Sox higher than them.
2: Yep. So they have the Yankees with a, hold on, I got to find it because it's like all the way over it with a 600 winning percentage. That's what they're projected. And the Blue Jays with a 551, believe it or not, that is the second best in the American league because ahead of them in the majors are the Dodgers, Padres and Mets. But then they have the Blue Jays coming in at 551 and the Red Sox still at 549. I guess the Adam out trade just really, you know, crank them up a notch.
3: FanGraphs is losing it for me. I, I'm done. I'm done with their projections. These projections. you do are believe so in the Blue Jays. Worse.
2: You believe the Blue Jays were, are going to be a good team.
3: Yeah, of course I do. I I, I do think they are. They have a, a that young nucleus, and now they're adding good veterans around them. And and I mean George Springer is a huge. That's a huge deal. So yes, I I think they're going to be better. Uh, again, I, I I still believe that Tampa is going to be very very good, and I think that. We're we're looking at potentially another dogfight in the American League East. The Yankees by far have the best talent. There is no doubt about it. They have the best roster. They should come out and and they should win the American League East. Certainly be the favorites. Um, but again, man, it, it just I'm cut deep with these rays. It's, it would not surprise me if they just pull another couple starters out of their ass. We just we talked about it on the last episode. They they have a, a young kid ready to come up who's um uh, top twenty prospect in baseball would not surprise me if that that guy a couple other people uh, from the bullpen are making moves other another person we've never heard of show up and throw 100 miles an hour for you know and, and throw 200 innings wouldn't surprise me
2: it's preposterous though that the Red Sox are projected ahead of the race
3: and the race have the number one prospect in baseball who I know was in single would have been in single a last year I don't know what they did with him I'm sure they got you know he had per, some progression and playing in some capacity but that's another guy who's going to be another year older and and theoretically another yeah, year they'll closer they'll
2: fudge his they'll fudge his service time
3: though. But I'm saying the number one prospect in baseball is just waiting in the wings on the on the Rays as well.
2: So yeah, to answer the question, uh definitely the Blue Jays have taken a step up and I I find it I actually find it pretty uh pretty amazing that they are projected to have the second best record in the American League but when you look around the league, the 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 Cleveland Steamers got worse. There's a
3: lot of winner, there's a lot of wins in the Central. A lot of wins.
2: No, I was I, mean, I don't think so. I think the, the AL East is by far the the gauntlet of the American League. I'm saying a lot
3: of wins up for grabs in the in American oh, league oh. Central. So I thought you meant th- I those. I think teams the White are Sox are gonna, a gonna lot feast of in there. I think the twins are gonna feast in there, and I think the rest of those teams are not. Detroit's gonna be a little bit better or whatever, but there's a lot of W's to happen in in division in the in the Central. So I, I don't expect them to be the second. I think there's going to be more of a dogfight in the American League East than the Central. So
2: and the Yankees are going to be playing potentially 18 times against the Blue Jays and the Rays. That makes for hard to win a ton of games. And if you listen to graphs, the Red Sox because those are going to be you're not going to go you're not going to go 14 and four against the Blue Jays. You're probably going to go 10 and eight or nine and nine.
3: And spoiler alert, I'm not going to be going 19-0 and 0 again for a third consecutive year with the Baltimore Orioles because there are five or six kids on that team that we don't know who their names are, but they're better than we think they are because we've never heard of them. They actually have some decent young talent. So Did they ever
2: they, actually overtake the Yankees in the standings last year or were they just wasn't there a series where if they won that series, they would have overtaken the Yankees and the Yankees won the series, but it was very close for a little while.
3: I don't remember. Oh, in the, you mean head to head series?
2: No, no, no no. I, no, no, no. in the standings, yeah, there was a series at some point in twenty twenty where the Orioles had they won the the series, they would have overtaken the Yankees in the standings, okay.
3: I don't maybe I, I barely remember twenty twenty again, who knows what happened that year complete gap in my life, but the there there are there is some young talent. They're they're not the same team. They were they had a different edge to them when we played them last year. There's no doubt about that, and I think that's enough to make them uh, feel like they're better internally. Okay,
2: quickly, quickly rank the teams who you how you think the standings are going to finish. I think it's going to be Yankees, Rays, Blue
3: Jays. I think the second and third is going to be tight. I think uh, probably the Red Sox, the Orioles.
0: <laughs> okay, I was I was wondering if you were going to say Go, Orioles. Or- Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
3: Orioles over, Red, over. Sox, Red Sox
0: Yeah.
3: Uh again, wouldn't surprise me if some of those those kids took over, but I think that the Red Sox added uh, they've added enough to be better than the Orioles.
2: They have names, still, and they
3: have, so. and they have offense. They still will
2: hit. They didn't last year, but I think in a fuller season they will hit more. I think they will hit. That's yeah. basically, yeah, I agree with you on the standings. Although I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm saying Blue Jays. Maybe I'll go Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Orioles. So I'll flip the the. Blue I, think, Jays. I think
3: I think the, the top three is going to be tighter than people think.
2: Yeah, it, it always is. The Yankees are not going to run away with the division. I'm. I'm just saying.
3: I think the I, the Blue Jays will be the the trail. I I do think that the the Rays are seasoned now too. Just because they got, again, I keep going back to two years ago when Snell was not very good with them. They they were still there. They were still a very good team. Kevin yeah. Cash gets his guys to play. It doesn't the, the names don't matter as much for that team? I have a lot of respect for him.
2: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We've all gone through a lot over the past year plus with COVID. Well, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in your area and it's available worldwide You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily to see for yourself. Visit betterhelp.com bronx21. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. We have a great special offer for our listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com bronx21. One more time, betterhelp.com bronx21. The next question is from Jan H. Hey, guys, great show. First time writer here. Oh, we got another first timer. Question, you guys seem to be pretty skeptical on Corey Kluber signing for one year, 11 million bucks. Why do you think the Yankees paid so much? Do you think they knew something that others don't because of Eric Cressy? Or do you think other teams were in the hunt bidding up the final deal? Anyways, he's a Yankee now, and let's hope Cy Young Kluber, uh, he's Cy Young Kluber once again, keep up the great work. Uh, Did we say that, we didn't like. I don't think we ever said we didn't like the signing, I I, I or that I know, it was too much. I think we just tempered expectations
3: on it. I think that's it was it was uh, a good. I don't think the Yankees. Uh, I'm pretty sure I read that the Yankees were not the highest offer. That there were there were other offers in there, but Kluber absolutely weighed the the you know being on a contender the highest of anything, and you know obviously the money had to be close. But I don't think the Yankees were the highest bidder. Um, it's a gamble. That's it. I mean, Jen's asking why we're not like. I'm not. I'm just not expecting it because I don't know. He threw how, one inning. How, well, how many innings did he throw last year? One inning. One inning, right? It was one inning, and then he didn't throw anymore. So, I mean, that could happen. He he also could come back from injury and just not have the same stuff. He may not have the same spin on his on his on his pitches, and and you know he's leaving balls up in the up in the zone. Like he just may not be able to execute in the same way because of his age, because of his mechanics, because of the injuries, all of the above. You could, you will become a different player. Like to be as good as Corey Kluber was, I think this is get this gets understated. You have to be unbelievably meticulous at your mechanics. You have to have figured it out between the ears. You have to be physically up to the up to the task. And everything has to click. And and he is one of these guys who's, you know, soft spoken like DJ, but like a, a a student of the game. He's very much like very meticulous about the way that he does. Sometimes it's not easy to get to that point. Like the guy is a, a you know, he's a, a top-flight pitcher when healthy. When his body doesn't cooperate with what his mind wants to do, we'll see what happens because that very well could happen with uh with with the injury hap- the injury history that he has, and that's where the uncertainty comes from. I just don't know what to expect from him.
2: I'm a skeptical person by nature, so no of shit. course everybody I- knows that. Well, So so I'm not going to just in my mind think, oh, Corey Kluber is going to make 30 starts and he's going to be a top of the rotation kind of guy. I'm expecting it to be an utter disaster. (laughs) And then when if he's good, then I can be pleasantly surprised. And if he's bad, I can say, see, told you so.
3: We've we've made Troy Tulowitzki type comparisons, which is possible.
2: Joel Sherman said that too, and I feel like he stole my my thing because I definitely said it before. Joel Sherman, that would not be the first thing he's stolen from us.
3: <laughs> that is not the first thing. <laughs>
2: I, I saw Joel Sherman write it uh, like a week right after the signing, and I I said that at least a month ago, right? Yeah. I'm not uh, saying he actually stole it from us because this is no way that Joel Sherman actually listens no, no, to this I podcast. Mean,
3: I firmly believe that he does and firmly believe that he's stolen things from us in the past. And I have... He has stolen I things have, from us in the past. Yes, he has. I, and I have, I have pretty pretty good proof of it. Either way, the thing is that we just don't know what to expect. And and Troy Tulowitzky was another name coming in. It's very similar to Corey Kluber. And when we look at what the players were, Tulowitzky has huge ceiling, right? When, when he was at his peak... But that's what everybody goes to. They're like, okay, to Lewicki. We know what he was when he did his peak. He can be that again. Well, no, 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 no. That was a guy that was six years younger, had ankles, and was able to you know, <laughs> stay on the field. Like This guy doesn't have ankles, ankles, is older, and hasn't played baseball in forever. So the 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 ceiling is no longer the same just because the, the person is the same. There's As you get older, your ceiling gets lower. And that's where I'm afraid we are with Corey Kluber. I just... I don't think that he has, even even at his his absolute best this year, he's not going to be the Cy Young Corey Kluber. I don't think that's uh, even there anymore.
2: No, there's no chance of that. And 11 million bucks was just what they needed to pay in order to have him entertain signings. So I don't think it was an overpayment either because the market dict- dictates what, you're, what you make.
3: Yeah, yeah. Not to say, again, like, not to say that he can't be a very good pitcher. I just don't think uh, Cy Young Corey Kluber, that guy, that guy does not exist anymore, I don't think.
2: It, it will be fair to say if Corey Kluber doesn't work out to criticize the Yankees for wasting 11 million bucks and not using that 11 million bucks. I mean, elsewhere. that's an
3: easy criticism. We, we have to do that. We've already done that, right? We've, we've already built that in right now. We're criticizing them now if it doesn't work because there's a risk factor. But they're going into that understanding that risk factor. And that's why they have the depth that they did. They've they've, they've tried to mediate that that risk as much as humanly possible.
2: Next up is Justin. He says, any chance the Yankees would be interested in making a trade with the Marlins for Jordan Yamamoto. Seems like he's on the outs of the rotation with all the young talent on the Marlins, maybe Mike Talkman and some low prospects. So Yamamoto was part of the Yelich trade with Milwaukee and he looked to be back in 2019, like projecting, as a as a decent pitcher, he made he made 15 starts, 78 innings. He had a 4.46 ERA, 4.51 FIP, and then he just got he he just didn't pitch well in limited appearances last year. I I I don't know. I've ne- I to be honest with you, I have no I had no clue no, who this th- was. So
3: this is a guy that doesn't move a needle. Uh, Mike Talkman has value on this team because he's flexible in the outfield. He's been here. He knows. He's got. Pop in the bat potentially, you know, we saw a month and a half where he was Mike Trout. <laughs> the comps they throw Mike Trout comps out there way too easily for guys that have flashed. They're just it. trying to market him, I guess, because so. no yeah. one knows who Mike Trout is. Through, so they're trying to market the Mike player. Talkman. <laughs> they're trying to market Mike Trout through Mike Talkman.
2: Who's the most famous? Uh, who, who's more famous? Who's a more famous Mike Talkman or Trout?
3: I, I don't know. I live in a bubble, a Yankees bubble, so you know that answer might not be as uh, as far off as
2: for us than it is for other. people. Talkman played like Trout for like two and a half weeks back. That's in what I'm 2019. saying. That's
3: the, they, those comps were too too close. They are throwing them out there too fast. A kid who has never played and
2: a guy who's shown it for three weeks. The thing with trading for someone like Yamamoto is that I don't know that's any different than saying we're going Nick to Nelson. give. Yeah, we're gonna give 20 starts to Michael King or 20 starts to Nick Nelson. It's like, just okay. It's another guy. It's a, it's another name that the Yankees have. The Yankees have a potential
3: already in their in their system right now. They don't need to go out and look for a guy that's a fringe guy. They have that. It's 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 in place. There's no reason for that. And the, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, maybe we're t- we have a different conversation. But as we stand today, not not a. Um, not a need, not a, not, I don't even think it's a possibility.
2: Next up is Johnny. He says, Hey guys, big fan of the podcast, especially having moved to LA. You're my Yankees lifeline. As the off season concludes, I feel like I am the only one still yelling for a left-handed bat. The lack of diversity in the Yankees lineup feels like a real problem. Can you imagine the Red Sox with all left-handed lineup, ignoring the advantage of the green monster? Just take a look at the 2020 championship Dodgers and see how diverse their lineup looked. The last Yankee championship in 2009 alternated lefty-ready one through nine. The Yankees give lip service to the notion their readies can hit anyone and have opposite field power, but then Aaron Boone bets Hicks or Gardner third in the lineup, arguably their two worst hitters. Furthermore, Gardner gets playing time above Frazier. Well, we talked about that on Monday's show. Hopefully that doesn't happen. He says Dollar Peterson could have come cheap for one year deals. Here are 2020 division, stand, division series batting splits versus the Rays versus lefties, a 333 batting average with a 1025 OPS. And then versus righties, a 242 average with an 808 OPS. Seems like it was a problem in the postseason, you know, when it counts. Am I alone on this island? I'm screaming for left handed bat.
3: So I'll say this, we, we've we've downplayed the lefty-righty thing a bit, right? Because when you look at the numbers, the Yankees, right-handed um, bats against right-handed pitching or left-handed bats against, right? There just wasn't as much of a difference in split when you're looking at the available options. That said, if you go out and get a, a very specific player like Jock Peterson, who mashes, mashes right-handed pitching, I mean, you look at the splits and they're 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 not they're night and day like he does not play against lefties that's just that's just what he would be he would be a true platoon you put him in against the right-handed uh the the tough right-handed pitching and you have him feast when you when you go to the it's okay so we we talk about that as a potential right it, it's all it's all well and good regular season doesn't matter as much because of the sample size, the amount of uh, games that are happening, all these things, extended playoffs. But when you get into these these, uh, these tight situations in the playoffs, th- this is where I think Johnny has a very, very valid point of understanding the matchups, understanding a guy that is, has the ability on the bench, ready to come in for a game, and be that spark. The Yankees have needed that badly over the past three years. They have not had that guy. A guy like Jock Peterson coming in against a tough righty in the playoffs, I could see being a very positive thing as either a lightning rod or just like going in there with a hell of a lot more confidence because you know that matchup is just better on paper, and it would you know it 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 puts a little bit uh, of a wrinkle for the opposing manager to think about and the opposing pitcher. So Jock Peterson was a specific example that I that I did like and I thought was a a good potential for that you know fourth fifth outfielder spot. So that you can use him in different situations.
2: When you break down the individual scenarios, then you definitely have a point where if you're in a situation where you need a good pinch hitter who's a left-handed bat, the Yankees just don't have that. But
3: not just because- a pinch hitter, a, a, a matchup for a game three or a game two when, right. when you need to go up against a guy and we get shut. We we look at what we have and then we see you know Verlander out there and we're like, shit, like nobody can hit him. But all of a sudden, Jack Peterson's hitting like 400 on it. like. I felt oh, totally. like every other team had that.
2: Totally, and right now the Yankees have Aaron Hicks, who's a switch hitter, and they have um they have is Brett that Gardner. Gardner? Holy hitting? shit! I, I got to be missing. I I I swear, I just was thinking of someone who also Tyler Wade. Left-handed. No, holy shit! Aaron Hicks is the only non right-handed hitter in the on the roster. Tyler Wade. Aaron Hicks is the only non-right-handed <laughs> yeah, hitter on the yeah. roster. Mike Talkman—that's what I was thinking of. Mike Talkman. Okay. Okay. My,
3: but so that so there you go. Is it's a guy like Jock Peterson who's a, who specializes against hitting right-handed pitching? I mean, the much better, or a guy like Mike Talkman. To me, give me the guy that mashes righties to who's got who's got some very good experience in big situations who's got the, you know, he had a hell of an at-bat. I remember, it was like 11 pitch at-bat last year. Um, he's just one of those guys. He's a grinder that I, like him going in, I don't have faith in him putting up good numbers all year, but in a moment, in a, in a start, like that's the guy that gets up for it. Like I can I don't see that love, as a big thing.
2: I don't love Peterson as a player. I think he's an all or nothing hitter and the Yankees have too many of those. And I I go back to the fact that it's not, in my opinion, it's not a lefty righty thing. It's a, it's a same type of player type of problem. They need balance in the lineup meaning guys who don't who can put bat on but ball. But he is that but, balance. But in situations that we just outlined a left-handed bat would be nice for for the very least to have it to shake things up. They don't have the Yankees don't have it. They they don't have it on their roster.
3: They need it's their he man Troy to the other the opposing pitcher's ace.
2: Mm-hmm. Bring him back. Bring his Enrique Wilson still available? <laughs> So to answer, yeah, to Johnny, we're with you. Like, the as, as much talent as as is on this Yankees one through nine lineup, it's it's still. Would you going, rather
3: have Mike Talkman or Jock Peterson?
2: I I rather have Jock Peterson because Mike because J- Mike Talkman is a fifth outfielder. So Mike yeah, Talkman
3: take, is is he's a, he's just a guy. There's nothing there. Nothing does. But, but what nothing ha- does it for me?
2: But would I rather have Jock Peterson as getting? 500 plate appearances or would I rather have a, I don't know Clint Frazier I'd rather have Clint Frazier well
3: that's not that wasn't that's not the topic of discussion though I don't think that even Jock Peterson coming in he just got signed by the Cubs right I don't, I don't know if he's going to be a starting player or if he's a position or if he's a platoon I don't know exactly what he was looking for maybe he was asking for more plate appearances and expecting that but if there was the ability to get him um, at, at a at a decent price it probably would have messed with the luxury tax I would assume but
2: he what do you was a good fit. for? He
3: was a good fit. I'm going to look it up right now.
2: All right. The next one is from Owen. If the Yankees don't win this year, is Cashman and Boone gone? We said Cashman and Boone, they're tied at the hip. These these I I said Aaron Boone is probably going to be the last Yankees manager Brian Cashman ever hires when he said we want 10 more years of Aaron Boone. And I said that because it's either going to last 10 years and then Brian Cashman is going to move on, or it's not going to work and then Brian Cashman's going to be out. So our next mailbag question is counter to what I'm about to say, but I think that the Steinbrenners would eventually move on from Brian Cashman if he does not win a championship in the next couple of years.
3: Yeah, I think he's you know he's got the remainder of the contract, and and they're they're both in line there. So yeah, no so no, no. I, Cashman
2: Cashman I believe is signed through 2024, and and Aaron Boone his contract is up after this year. Um, they had a one-year option on Aaron Boone that they picked up.
3: Right, right. Um, so I'm thinking Cashman. I'm, I'm specifically talking about Cashman. I think Cashman has to win a championship within the next uh, within the next uh, couple of years for his when for when his contract is up. He's got to win it. I do think they would move on from him if he does not at that at that point. Um, Aaron Boone, I think, is tied to Brian Cashman, and I don't think that at this point that they're going to make a change. No. He's all in on on and that's that's my my mentality is that they are looped they are linked together 100%.
2: Yes, I don't think the Steinbrenners are going to tell Cashman he has to move on from Aaron Boone, but I do think eventually the Steinbrenners will say we're moving on from you, Brian Cashman, which would be then moving on from Aaron Boone if he was still there and they haven't won a championship. Uh, but yeah, they they there is no news on it. if they're renegotiating with Boone. They picked up his one year contract option we don't know if he'll, he has not yet received a contract extension past 2021.
3: Jock Peterson signed a 1-year $7 million deal. So I mean he's 28 years old. He he had a bad regular season, but he came out and mashed in the playoffs, had a huge home run. He was traded to Series. the
2: Angels. Remember he was traded to the Angels. And then Angels it didn't go through. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, $7 million for for Jock Peterson. The Yankees are just never going to be in on that.
3: That's that's the problem. He's getting he got too much money.
2: Uh, The next one from Julio Mavarez. He's a long time. I know he's been in our Facebook group a ton and he's been a long time listener of the show. I've I've talked to Julio on Twitter a bunch. He says a long one. So bear with me. Hey, guys, I don't really know if this pandemic, if it's this pandemic, but a lot Oh, well, let me start that over. Hi, guys. I don't really know if this pandemic has put a lot of things in perspective or is the fact that the Yankees have not reached the World Series in 11 years and counting, but I don't feel particularly excited about the 2021 season. There are more questions than answers with the pitching staff. Cole is your ace, no doubt, but after him, your most reliable pitcher seems to be Montgomery. Kluber and Hermann are question marks. Tyon and Garcia are very promising, but one is coming back from two Tommy John surgeries and the other hasn't been... Hasn't been in a full season. And Severino might come back after the second half of the season, hoping he'll be okay. Instead of going after established, reliable starters, the Yankees went for a lot of hopes. You have an analytic pitching coach that seems clueless in game when you need your guts and instincts the most. This team has had great bullpen over the years. I guess I guess Cashman wanted to copy the Royals formula, yet we haven't advanced to the World Series. The catchers are also question marks. You lost Gary with those comments. He's talking about the comments that Cashman recently made. He said, I know weak-minded people don't respond well to that, to what Cashman did, and Higgy is not the answer. Voight is good if he can stay healthy. Same Labor, Glaber, Frazier, Hicks, Judge, Stanton, Shella and DJ are the only players I do feel comfortable with. My biggest concern is that the Yankees are kind of going the Dallas Cowboys way. Cashman is looking more like the Jerry Jones, in a Cow- and as a Cowboys fan, that's not good. And before you laugh, think about it. As general managers both have job security, Jones won't fire himself and the Steinbrenners won't fire Cashman. Both have failed to win championships in more than a decade. Both have kept their teams relevant despite their lack of success in the playoffs. Both have built bad teams and very good teams. Both live in the shadows of past successes that they can't duplicate. They both underestimate the manager coaching position. Maybe it's the lockdown, but I really felt on Andrew's uh, pessimistic dark side approach of the season instead of my usual let's go Scott approach. So this year, I'll do what I do when the NFL season starts. Root for my team, but I have zero expectations. Julio just seems like a frustrated Cowboys fan, to be well, honest. Look, I gotta
3: tell you, you, I think you need to understand how your pessimism is affecting people in when quarantine and COVID and all this stuff. It's affecting them more. You need to, you need to be an example and have have this uh mm-hmm. have this flip around. First, this of the all, and yang things, first of all, the Dallas Cowboys and the Yankees <laughs> are very, very different in the last. The Yankees have been in position. Didn't you listen to Aaron Boone? They were this close.
2: They were so close. I could hear Jason Garrett say that, though. But I know he's not the coach anymore. But
3: they they did not have the same, of course not. prognosis. They did not have the same uh, you know expectations that the Yankees did. The Yankees have been World Series competitors with their roster every single year, like the, for a while. Cowboys have not been. <laughs> that is not a. That is. I don't think that's a good comparison. But the Yankees. And nor do I think it's a good comparison, Jerry Jones, who's literally the owner, and Brian Cashman, who can be fired tomorrow by a Steinbrenner who has it in their blood to fire people.
2: George Steinbrenner was more like Jerry Jones. Yeah.
3: Yes. So, look, I I, I I don't share your sentiment. Obviously, I I try to look at glass half full, but I think it's actually very full. I think there's a lot of positive things happening on this team right now and the way that things are trending. I like the team. I like the roster. We have a new left fielder, uh, Clint Frazier, who's a kid who came up and struggled, had a came up well, struggled in the middle, had a bunch of stuff to overcome, had a, a, a concussion symptom that, that lasted for a very long time, has proven to be back. So a new starting left fielder, that's exciting. The kid is exciting to watch too. We have, uh, everybody's healthy
2: right now, knocking on wood. Everybody's healthy. New pitchers. Best friends back Is together. anything that Julio said about the roster incorrect?
3: I could go to any roster and point out the question marks on every single roster. Yes, I know that. He pointed out maybe if everybody's healthy and then listed every single person on the team. So, except for two people. Yes, everybody could potentially get hurt. Yes, I know we've all been scarred from the last two years, especially in 2019, it scarred us because everybody just kept getting hurt. Yes, it's possible. Of course it's possible. But you can't walk into the season just expecting it. It was also fluky. There was some fluke shit that happened that year.
2: The team, the roster, the players, they're good. He's pessimistic because of what has happened the last few years. He, like me, like a lot of other fans, need to see something different. They need to see something change before they're going to stop being pessimistic about this roster. Are the Yankees in a good position? Yes. But at the same time, all of those question marks that Julio said are true. And they could all be the reason that they don't win a championship yet again in 2021. Fine. There's drama on
3: every single professional roster in professional sports everywhere. There's drama. There's just... There's there's the potential for injury around the corner with every single player. I'm not going to wrap my... Just like you were, in, you were obsessed with Tanaka's UCL for... For years, and it never became a problem ever, ever. It th-
2: could have. It could have. Maybe I, that's why he wasn't very good I, the last couple I of years. I
3: guarantee I won a bet somewhere in there. I know I did. I don't know what the bet was, but I guarantee I won a bet. And you probably have to do something dumb in front of a lot of people. I just don't remember what it was. So if Can someone, someone go remember, back
2: to listen to episodes, yeah, I guarantee one through we I, we made a bet. And
3: I definitely won that bet. So, look, I, I look around. I see Jamison Tyon. I'm excited for him. I think that that has really good potential. I love the, the 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 moves that Cashman has made. While he didn't go out and make the big splashes that I know he, people believe he should make as the New York Yankees, those big splashes really just weren't that available. They weren't. Are Maybe they're going to go out and get Nolan Arenado? Maybe we could get mad about that because he just got traded to the Cardinals for what seemed like a bag of balls. So we're going to upgrade over uh, Gio Urshela. Okay, fine. Do we want to get mad at him because not every good All-Star is on... Uh, the New York Yankees, or at least... Some do. Yes, I know people don't People don't like that. It's not realistic. It's just not. So I don't know what... Besides go out and, and sign Trevor Bauer, who has not been signed yet because he's asking for a stupid amount of money, who knows where he'll land. I don't know what other move people wanted to make besides that splash.
2: No, no. I'm, I'm happy with all the moves that have been made over the past two weeks. I really am. And I think that I, I am much more optimistic sitting here today than I was sitting here two weeks ago when the Yankees all they did was sign uh Corey Kluber for the rotation. I think the tie-on move helps a lot and could help a lot, but I still have to acknowledge all of those all of those question marks as being when you have a question mark in every area of the roster, question mark in, in pitching staff, question mark in bullpen, question mark in, in in health of of position players, question mark in lineup versatility. It, matches, so many up, it matches
3: up with where we are today because everything is a giant question mark for the season, for everybody, for everything. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Let's roll some dice, see what happens. Hopefully they stay healthy.
2: All right. Well, the last one is. I can tell you this. I'm not
3: gonna be the fan that's sitting here obsessed with with waiting for the next shoe to drop for the injury bug to happen. That's not a good way to watch sports. It's not fun.
2: When the first guy goes on the injured list, it's gonna be same shit different day.
3: Fine. You know what? When that happens, if we see a couple guys go on, then we can start obsessing about it then. But in no capacity, with everything else that's happening, am I going to sit here and dwell on the fact that maybe this can happen, and oh my God, the sky is falling. I can't do that. I can't be there. We got to be at least somewhat positive, looking at these names with the potential that they have, and looking at the the the, the good moves that I think Cashman made, and be happy about what's happening. Like, this team could be very good also. Don't forget that. There's a flip side to the, to the pessimism. Have I ever said otherwise? I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just preaching to everybody to like get their head out of their asses and let's have well, some fun
2: here. I, I would say the majority of people are on your side of the, uh, as Julio says, the let's go Scott approach versus Andrew's pessimistic slash dark approach. I, I just
3: think of any of the last few years, there have been some things addressed. We're not getting the same exact thing over and over again. We're getting a different pitching staff pretty much completely new right like except for the one guy that we all care about we're getting a basically new pitching staff used but new (laughs) new to us
2: <laughs> it's got the new car smell. It's got, yeah, but it's like on you Amazon. See the thing dangling. You know when you go, you mirror. go to
3: Amazon. You don't want to pay new, so you look at the up, this like best used, very good used. Like that's what we're looking at here.
2: It's a certified pre-owned. Yeah, it's a little cheaper.
3: I don't. It's not really certified. Nobody's given me any certifications that health is there. It, Those are just made up. There's no lemon laws. Jersey's got lemon laws. There's no lemon laws here with Corey Kluber. We're not getting our money back. But I'm excited for the fact that there's. Just new things to get excited about. New people to get excited about. New anticipation that I have not had before. And after last year, after that dumb year that we had last year, I'm excited for that because I need baseball on the field and I need uh, just just some hope. I need it on, on the field with the Yankees. I need it.
2: Well, I, yeah, I, I was not in into the season as much last year for the thousands of reasons that we've gone over. And even though it's not going to be a normal season in 2021, I am much more looking forward to 2021 season. Well, than and it. we're all conditioned to what was yeah.
3: 2020 as well. So there's really not, it can only go up. Like there's a lot of things that could go up. I mean, yeah, sure. Things can still get bad. Things are still bad a lot in a lot of people's world. But with baseball, the way that it looks right now, the way that they went through last year, they got through the entire season, they finally figured it out. I got to believe that they're going to figure it out sooner than later. They're not going to let that happen again because they know it's bad for the game. And we're going to have a lot of baseball next year. And I'm excited for that because I think this team coming back is pretty good.
2: All right, the last one is Lee Jones, our guy Lee Jones from Liverpool, England. He All he wants to contribute is he wants to say a mailbag answer for you this week. On average, a football soccer referee will run between six and eight miles, which is actually more than the seven miles average that the players run due to the players largely staying within their respective positional areas on defense, midfield, or attack. As you remember, we talked about that yes. and two weeks ago. 6 to 8 miles. Soccer was a late game. ad.
3: We didn't think about it in the beginning. I was like, "Oh, soccer, they probably run a lot." Most likely." "But is is it like is it it's like a slow jog." It's more It of doesn't a,
2: matter. That's a lot. I mean, you're condi- it's different conditioning. They're in shape. They're not Joe West co- collapsing in the August heat. Again, you're in baseball shape or are you in like NBA player shape? They're
3: different they're different different uh, types of physiques here.
2: I just don't want to see your fat Wet gut swings, your swings
3: it. like Russell Russell Westbrook's not not taking very many uh, you know, wet swings and, and being able to walk the next day without like his arms being looking like a lane or looking like a the side swiler, You're just going to look weird because it's a different yeah. muscle.
2: I just asked that I don't want to see that the Major League Baseball umpires look like they're going to fall over when they're in the crowd. Oh, position yeah, yeah, Joe West. so fat.
3: No, no, no. You, Joe West should be pinning nobody. If you fall on somebody, you should be able to get up.
2: <laughs> all right that's it for the mailbag portion or the mailbag episode appreciate all the submissions uh very good submissions this week so shout out to all of you guys we will be back hey maybe some breaking news will happen later this week if not we'll be back to you guys talking to you guys next week we'll talk to you. hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show
3: make sure you find us on itunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone if you do like the show We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.